Hello and welcome to Beyond Markets by Julius Baer, a series featuring conversations with experts to share recent market developments, key insights and strategic inputs from around the globe. Hello everyone, I'm Kelly Chia, Deputy Head of Research Asia here at Bank Julius Baer and welcome to our weekly podcast. So in about five minutes, let's walk through the key highlights for the week. First, as usual, let's review the last week and also the last month because we are into a brand new month of September. The late August rally wasn't really enough to push major indices into the green for the month. August was actually the worst month for global markets since February of this year. Top concerns obviously was over China's economy and especially its property market. On the other hand, a string of robust US economic data and very, very stubbornly high Eurozone inflation have really forced investors to rethink how high inflation will be and how high interest rates will be because of that. So because of all of this, there's a relentless rise in interest rates that affected markets and only eased in the final days of August. So we start the month of September with a view that unfortunately is traditionally been a voodoo kind of month. This is because the S&P 500 lost an average of 1.1% in this month of September, dating back to 1928, pretty long time ago. And it makes it one of the worst months for investors. Our take though, is that this consolidation will be a welcome entry point for investors who like to accumulate large cap quality stocks. But let's just focus for this week. And we think it will be a rather calm week because it's a quite a short trading week with the US on Labor Day, Labor Day holiday today. And there are only a couple of major data points to be announced. This will be the Composite and Services PMI on Wednesday in the US. And on Thursday, there'll be the Chinese export and import numbers, which obviously are expected to show a decline and continued weakness. So with the quiet, very low volume markets expected this week, traders have obviously put on a lot more protective hedges just in case something bad happens. We see this in the put-call ratio, where the number of puts that represent a bearish slant in the market versus call options, and this represents the bullish slant on the markets, are now back at levels seen in February, where we had the last major decline in stock markets. Here in Asia, markets are starting the week quite positively, led by Japan and China. In China, sentiment towards the Chinese real estate developers have noticeably flipped positively, and main property indices have been up about 20% from its lows and are trading at a one-month high. So this follows mostly positive takeaways from the latest bunch of support measures which included lowering down payment requirements for first and second time home buyers. Major cities have also moved to relax buying requirements for some homeowners and the very big Chinese banks are expected to lower mortgage rates so that makes it cheaper to buy a property. Reuters also reported authorities are weighing more measures including removing home purchase restrictions on non-core districts of major cities and obviously scrapping price caps on new homes. However, honestly, we are unsure if this bounce is sustainable because confidence has been battered down for some time. 
and really take some time to recover. We see this in a recent survey done by the People's Bank of China themselves of urban depositors. And these urban depositors are usually more financially secure. This survey showed that less than less than 20% are willing to buy a house today, while almost 60% want to increase their deposits and banks, which show that they're uncertain of the future and need to stockpile cash for to protect themselves. Willingness to increase consumption has also been stuck at around 20% of those surveyed. Well, finally, on digital assets, the SEC in the US has chosen to postpone delivering a decision on seven applications for spot Bitcoin ETFs in the US. And this, of course, includes the almighty BlackRock's application. The SEC has opted to extend its review period by an additional 45 days, uh, pushing the eventual decision back by until November of this year. This follows a court ruling that the SEC would need to review Grayscale's petition to convert its Bitcoin trust into an ETF. So if you take all of that all together, in summary, we think that investors uh, should see the delay in this decision rather than an outright rejection, implying that the odds of a approval of a spot crypto ETF is now much higher than before. So what are the key takeaways? At the risk of repeating ourselves, if you haven't managed to position into this strong rally for the year, we say any weakness in quality stocks in the next few weeks would be a buying opportunity. So that's all I have for you today. Thanks to all our listeners for tuning in. Take care, stay safe, and goodbye. You have been listening to Beyond Markets by Julius Baer. If you like what you've heard, please tell us by leaving a review and rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Subscribe to Beyond Markets on your favorite podcast player to stay up to date with our latest episodes. To learn more about Julius Bayer, our people, our latest thinking, visit us at www.juliusbayer.com. We will be back with a brand new episode soon. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. Please refer to www.juliusbear.com slash legal slash podcast for further important legal information.